Savior and cannot turn back. The Master has called us, though doubt and temptation may compass our journey. We cheerfully sing, press onward, look upward, through much tribulation. The children of Zion must follow their In life's early morning With spirits as fresh as the dew on the sod We turn from the world with its smiles and its scorning To cast in our lot with the people of God The Master has called us, His sons and His daughters We plead for Him blessing and trust in his love and through the green pastures beside the still waters he'll lead us at last to his kingdom above our uh, bible memory verse for this week out of isaiah and uh, we're getting closer to finishing this uh, particular chapter. We have about two or three more weeks with this. And so Isaiah 53:10. let's say this together. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Isaiah 53, 10. Lord willing, tonight we'll do verse 9, and uh, then we'll work on verse 10 for next week. All right, if our ushers will come, we will receive our tithes and offering. While we are receiving the offering here in our service, let me share a great need. Your prayers. Please pray with us that God would use and bless the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. This program is a ministry of Foothills Baptist Church of Loveland. If the Lord would lay on your heart to donate to the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour, we will provide our contact information at the end of this program. We will now return to the service. He's still my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide in every change. Shall be bright at last. 
heirs who rule them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on, when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow for God, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. Take your Bibles, if you would, this morning and open them to Psalm 27. Psalm 27 will be the first reference that we will be looking at this morning. This month is always an exciting month because it is National Bible Publishing Month. And uh, we put an emphasis on the importance of Bible publishing through the local church, the local church's responsibility and God's blessing, and uh, why the Bible is important around the world. Uh, in our Seedline ministry, and for, for those that are listening over the radio or may watch this on TV, um, our Seedline ministry is a ministry where we assemble the Gospel of John and the Book of Romans into a booklet. And we have done almost two and a half million of these. We're getting close to that two and a half million mark in uh, 21 languages. And we have sent them to over 36 countries free of charge around the world. And uh, we, we believe it's a very important ministry. We call it our miracle ministry because of uh, how God has funded it. It is always a marvel at the miraculous hand of God in how he brings the funds in so that we can keep doing it. Uh, the cost is, uh, well, you take that times 15 cents and you get an idea of what it has cost us over the years to do the uh, seed line ministry. And with a smaller church, that really doesn't fit our budget. But you know what? It fits God's budget. And God has always marvelously uh, provided. I have one or two that have been very involved in the uh, assembling of these John Romans. And, and from time to time, in fact, just this last week, uh, asked me, do we need to slow down? Because we know what has been done and what it's going to cost to bring some others in. And my answer is, we will go full steam ahead until we're out of money. And do you know what? We've never hit that. Because even though we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to pay to bring the next ones out of storage and begin using them? And what are we going to do? It has always been a marvel at how God has provided when it's time to be able to bring more out and be able to do that. And, and so we rejoice in that ministry. We praise God that he has counted us worthy to have a part in the publishing of his word to go around the world. Well, this morning, I want to preach a message of encouragement. 
particularly for our church family here. Uh, we have had a key family, uh, and considering we're a smaller church, we've had one of our key families move, and a larger family at that, and it kind of leaves a big hole here within our church. Uh, we really notice uh, their absence, and we I notice it when I have to lead the singing and think about everything else again. Uh, I'm going to have to get back in the habit of that as well. But... Um, we, we notice that, and uh, there's not going to be certain children in Sunday school classes. Uh, then we have this ice that comes up, and our numbers are down today. And, and you know, sometimes just one thing after another can happen in, in a church family life and in individual lives that we can get a little discouraged and uh, lose focus. And so this morning, I want to preach a message entitled, Wait Upon the Lord. You see, the Lord uses that word wait uh, over a hundred times and mostly in the Old Testament. Uh, And it means to wait for someone or something. And sometimes in the Old Testament, it could be in the sense of an ambush. And and, I hope we're not talking about an ambush here, but uh, many times it talks about uh, waiting upon the Lord so that he can strengthen us, teach us, encourage us, show us his will. And that's the emphasis. And those are the verses that we're going to be looking at this morning and looking to wait upon the Lord to see how he's going to bless, see how he's going to work. Before we look at our scriptures, we're going to look at a lot of scriptures this morning. But before we go there, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you this morning, and again, Lord, uh, we thank you for your goodness to us. And Father, we thank you that you have counted us worthy to be entrusted with a family and with, with, with a man that you have called to the work of the ministry, that you have entrusted them to us for four years to equip them for this time in their life and for this ministry. And Lord, I pray that we have been faithful in doing that. And now, Father, as we move forward, we're going to look and see what you have us to do. Uh, Maybe who will be the next one that you want us to equip and and raise up and prepare. Uh, And those that you want us to reach and minister to. And so, Father, as we look and move forward, let us wait patiently on the Lord so that we may do your will. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We're going to look at 10 places in the Bible where the word wait is used. And the first place that we're going to look at is in Psalm 27 and verse 14. Psalm 27 and verse 14, where the psalmist David just says right straight outward, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And then if you turn over to Psalm 59, Psalm 59, we have another psalm. Verse 9, Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. Here, The emphasis is sometimes it just takes courage to wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait to see what he's going to do. He will strengthen you uh, and have courage to wait. I don't know about you, but I am the type of person that likes to just charge forward all the time. Um, when, when we had horses there at the ranch, my favorite horse was that when I put my left foot into the stirrup and as I was swinging my right leg over the saddle, the horse was going and we were on the move. 
and we were headed to where we were going, and there was no waiting for any of that. Now, sometimes the horse needed to stand still, and it could be frustrating if they wouldn't when they should. But that that's my nature. I want to just be, uh, let's charge forward in, in the work of the Lord. But, you know, sometimes there's times we just have to wait on the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we, we don't stay busy serving the Lord. But sometimes it takes courage to wait and see what God is going to do. And in this, it says the, the great reward is the opportunity to strengthen us in the Lord. You know, sometimes we can just keep going forward and forward and forward and uh, we wear thin and we simply need to be strengthened. And so as sometimes when we need to wait on the Lord, those are good times because we can seek the Lord. We can follow after the Lord. We can study the Word of God. And it is through those times, maybe we can kind of back up just a moment or two, stand still for a moment or two, and be strengthened in God. And, and do you know, when we wait upon the Lord, we need to be strengthened in the Lord. Because sometimes if we just stand still, we start going backwards. And when we talk about waiting on the Lord, we're not looking at going backwards. We're looking at an opportunity where the Lord can strengthen us and encourage us for the next step that he has for us. Now let's turn to Psalm 37. I have 10 of these we're going to look at, 10 different great truths about waiting on the Lord. Psalm 37, and we have two verses here. Verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Fret not patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. The other verse is in verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. The emphasis here is keep. Now, the first one was that of waiting and, and being able to wait patiently or to be able to wait and to be strengthened in the Lord. But here the emphasis is to keep. So while we wait patiently, that word keep typically has the idea of guarding, protecting, maintaining where you are. Uh, it used to be the old adage with the Marine Corps, you take an inch and you never give the inch up. You guard that inch of land that you conquered and you took. And, and likewise in the spiritual battle, when we take an inch spiritually, we hang on to that. And, and as we are in the, the work and the ministry and serving the Lord Jesus Christ and living for the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a lot about the work, but there's an awful lot about the worker. And for the worker, we need to stay right with God and have a real relationship with God. And when we're talking about waiting on the Lord, that doesn't mean that we ignore our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We still spend time in the Word of God. We, we keep it. We guard that. We preserve it while we are keeping that. And we uh, talk with the Lord, and He talks with us through the Word of God and, and shows us through the Word of God what's right and, and maybe some things that are happening that, that is relevant for the issues of, of the time that we are serving the Lord right now. 
And we need some answers from God right now. Now, God doesn't always give us all the answers we want. Job found that out. But he gives us every answer we need. And sometimes there are answers we need. And he'll give us those answers. And so we need to keep or keep on keeping on, as somebody has put it, no matter what goes on or what happens. You see, God is working in more lives than just mine or yours. Sometimes when we have to wait upon the Lord for understanding that next step, the God, may, God may be using that time not only to work in our hearts and lives, but there are people around us in whom we have opportunity to minister. God may be working in their lives as well. And God can use those times of waiting on the Lord to not only work in our heart, but to work in the heart of others as God had planned. You, you study the, the Old Testament and whether it be the prophets or whether it be the kings and, or whether it be uh, the various servants of the Lord. And, and, you know, sometimes there was just this time they had to wait. And it's, if I was there, why, why wait? Let's, let's go forward. Let's take care of it. Let's, let's do business. Let's get it done. But, do you know, God was many times working in the hearts and the lives of others so that they are ready when God works, either ready to receive it or ready to be dealt with. And so during that waiting time, and, and I might even apply this, uh, many of you have folks that you're wanting to reach with the gospel. You may have family or loved ones that, that you have a broken heart over and, and you're trying to reach out with them with the word of God and trying to draw them closer to the Lord Jesus Christ or see them saved. Do you know, God can use this waiting time to work in their heart to prepare for his next step he has planned for you to reach out to them. And so uh, when it talks about keeping, we need to keep strong in our relationship with the Lord while we're waiting. Because it's not only a matter of how God's working in our life, it is also a matter of how God may be preparing us to work in the heart and the life of another. That is part of waiting. Psalm 39. Just go over a chapter here. and we'll, uh, uh, It takes courage to wait. We have to keep and stay strong in our waiting. But in Psalm 39, verse 7, we have another theme. And now, Lord, what wait I for my hope is in thee. You'll find that statement again with the emphasis on hope. Psalm 139, or rather 130, Psalm 130, and verse 7, Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. We could put our name. Now, we understand that this was a psalm that was written to Israel. But knowing the nature of God and the workings of God, you and I could put our name right there. Let Bruce hope in the Lord. You could put your name in that in Psalm 130 and verse 7. You could put your name in there. Because that's still true of our God today, even in the New Testament times. You and I can put our hope in the Lord while we're waiting. 
And you know, it seems when we're waiting on the Lord, that's when we need a stronger hope. Because many times when we are so busy moving forward and working hard at it, I'm not saying we don't need hope, but it's not as easy for despair and hopelessness to crop in. But when we're waiting on the Lord, we definitely need a strong hope. Because the Lord doesn't always work in our timetable. He doesn't always work at the timing we would like to see things happen. Um, and, And so we have hope. And this hope is an expression of our confidence in the Lord's working. We know that the Lord will always do right. We know that the Lord will always do it in the right timing. We know that God will will endeavor to provide the right opportunity and that God will always be right. And so during that season of waiting, we have a hope. And whatever, whatever we're looking at seeing God do in our lives or we want God to do with us, we can have a confident hope. This hope is not, well, maybe it will come to pass. There, there's a lot of uh, candidates running for office over this year, and there's a lot of high hopes this time of year as to who will be elected. But it's only hope. They have no confidence Unless they rig the, uh, uh, they, they can't have an, an undeniable confidence unless they rig the, the situation. But you know, it's totally different with God. We can have an absolute confidence because we know how God works. And he never fails. And he never changes. And so we can have that absolute confidence and hope in the Lord. Our confidence is knowing our God will hear. So when we're waiting on the Lord and we're seeking uh, his encouragement, we're seeking uh, direction for that next step. It was just like Paul when, when he was traveling on his missionary journey and he came to that one point and he was going to go one direction. But the spirit of God said, no, you can't go there. And he looked at another direction, and the Spirit of God said, no, you can't go there. And so while he was waiting and hoping in the Lord, pretty soon the Lord gave him the right direction. You're going to go over into Macedonia. And so we have a confidence that God will hear us. The Bible commands us, cry unto him, and he will hear us. We are commanded to pray to a prayer-hearing God and a prayer-answering God. And so our hope is in in God, and our hope is, and we know that God will hear us. God will direct us. Next, let's go to Psalm 69. Psalm 69. When we talk about waiting on the Lord, it is an opportunity to be strengthened. It is a time that we need to keep true to God's word. It is a time that we can have a great hope to see how God is working. Psalm 69, verse 3 and verse 6. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait. 
for the Lord. Then drop down to verse 6. Let not them that wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Do you know sometimes waiting can get a little weary? And a person can get discouraged during the waiting process. And so here is a couple of verses in Psalm 69 to encourage us both emotionally and mentally. Because sometimes when we slow down and wait, we think a lot more. And then sometimes we start thinking about the bad things or the tough things or or different things, and we start thinking too much about the wrong things because we're not focused on what we were working on. But the Lord brings us aside for that waiting time at different times. I've often said the more you think on it, the more you think on it. And so here is a psalm that will encourage us and strengthen us both emotionally and mentally. And I think we need to understand David struggled emotionally. David struggled mentally. Sometimes when we struggle that way, we think something's wrong with us. And we're the only one that ever had to be that way. And if, if I were just a spiritual giant like some of the individuals in the Bible, I wouldn't get weary. I wouldn't struggle emotionally. I wouldn't struggle mentally on this. I, I'm not talking about mental illness of any sort. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes discouragement sets in. And we think we're the only one that ever felt this way. And if we were really a strong Christian, a great soldier of the Lord, we wouldn't feel this way. Are we glad God recorded these things in the Bible? David was a great, valiant soldier of the Lord and done wonderful things. And he admitted, even as he served the Lord and and with the struggles and the things that he thought ought to be but weren't and whatever it was, he said, there were times that my voice became so dry from crying out to God and we would understand his heart would become so heavy and he would feel so desperate and so anxious for this. And then he says... I wait for my God. And then he, he asks God something. Let not them that wait on thee, O Lord of hosts, be ashamed. Sometimes we feel ashamed. There must have been times he felt ashamed because he struggled with that. And he says, Lord, help me to have victory over this. Because of the previous psalms he has talked about, he knows that God will always answer. And he knows that God will always work. And he knows that God will always provide. And so he's saying, Lord, help me when I'm down. And he understood there were down times that he would struggle with. And sometimes as we wait through this, and we cry out. We, we need to go back to verse or 27 and ask God for the courage in chapter 37 to help us keep strong 
during the waiting time. All right, let's go to the next one, Psalm 104. Psalm 104. Verse 27 and 28. Verse 27 and 28. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season, that thou givest them they, they gather, thou opened thine hand, they are filled with good. Now here is a verse of encouragement. I think this can go both to our emotional and mental struggle, as well as our physical need. He'll give you the strength. So here in this psalm, the psalmist understood the challenges of waiting upon the Lord and waiting for his leading, waiting for his direction, waiting for his answer. There's times we get weary, but if we cry out to him, he'll give us our meat. I like my meat. Uh, we uh, were with some folks at a restaurant where I don't know how many different kinds of meat came to the table. And they would just slice a little bit off. Now, I like my vegetables. I like good vegetables. And I was going to get to the salad bar, but I got full before the salad, before I had a chance. And uh, I got some of this meat and that meat and another meat and another meat. It's like, ah, can life be any better than this? The Lord had given me my meat for strength. Do you know what? This, this psalm, the psalmist is saying, you might be weak while you're waiting. You might be weary while you're waiting. But if you call upon the Lord... He'll give you the strength you need. He will uphold you. The the Psalms are are so rich with with comments and statements of encouragement of how he pulls us out of the miry clay and sets us on a rock. I don't know if you've ever been into clay that just sucks you in and just uh, won't let go. Uh, Where I grew up, at the ranch where I grew up, it was uh, there at the foot of the clay hills. And we would have a lot of the clay, uh, what we called gully washers, when it would, we'd get a three or four inch rain and it would bring all the clay from the uh, washouts up the uh, canyon and it would bring it right down through our yard. And, and there's times we'd have uh, a foot to 14 inches of fresh clay that would be brought in. And when it is wet... I remember walking across that and and stepping into it. And then as I would try to pull my foot out, it would suck around that boot and I would pull my foot foot out of the boot. It would just suck it in. And then you'd try to get that out and get it back on your foot. And then you'd try to pull the other one out and it would do the same thing. And, you know, sometimes that's the weariness that can come along. And, and, And we struggle with that. But do understand this, God will always give the necessary strength. And and sometimes, in, in a marvelous way, that's beyond our explanation, He'll just pick you up in His arms, spiritually speaking, pull you out of the miry clay, and set you in the cleft of the rock. And He say, okay, there you go. We're safe now. 
and you're safe in Jesus Christ. And so God gives the necessary sustenance for all that wait upon him. Whether, you're, whether it is a short wait or a longer wait, he'll give you what you need to, to make it through there. Another one is in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 17. Here is the statement, And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Now here's an interesting one. Here's the prophet saying, I'll still wait on the Lord even though I can't see God working right now. There were times when God was silent to Israel. There were times where the Lord was waiting to do some things. And so the rest has to wait until the right timing for God to work. And you and I will have to experience wait times in our spiritual life where it will seem as though we don't see what God is doing. And we wonder, why doesn't the Lord work in this? Why isn't the Lord working in this? Why am I not seeing the answer? Why does it seem as though heaven is silent on this matter right now? And, and here's the prophet, and, and he is making that resolve. And that he says, even though I cannot today see how God is working right now, this Sunday, this hour, this moment, even though I cannot see how God is working or the ways of God right now, and I can't see the hand of God working right now, I'll still wait upon the Lord because I know it is right, and I know God will always do right. And my friend, if you do not resolve to, to wait on the Lord, even when you cannot see the hand of God working, you are at risk at moving away in your relationship with God. And so here the prophet, he makes that resolve. He may be weary. He may be uh, struggling emotionally and mentally. Maybe his portion of meat was a little smaller than what he wanted at that point. But the Lord wanted to take him and strengthen him a little differently. But here the prophet made a resolve, no matter what's going on right now, no matter what's happening, no matter how silent heaven is, I'll still wait on God because I know God will do right. And he will never forget his own. Isaiah 30, we continue with the prophet here. And Isaiah struggled. He, he had a tough ministry. A couple of the prophets of the Old Testament, and probably more than, than those two, but uh, you, you look at the mighty and wonderful things they did and how God used them, but I don't know that I would ever trade for their ministry. They had some hard ministries to live through and to serve the Lord through, but God gave them the strength to do that. And here's a, another time the prophet talks about waiting. In Isaiah 30, verse 18, And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you, and therefore will be he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you for the Lord is a God of judgment blessed are all they that wait for him the best definition of the blessed you get into the beatitudes blessed are they blessed 
living in God's favor. You see, when you, when you resolve to wait on the Lord, when you keep his truth and guard it, here you'll be living in that place of God's favor. There's nothing else in this world that should be more appealing. I mean, there's an awful lot of options, an awful lot of opportunities of how to live and where to live. But there's no better place to live than live in God's favor. And so you have to wait upon the Lord. And while you wait upon the Lord in the right way, you will be living in God's favor. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Now, some of us, some of you, no doubt, could quote this verse. Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. And I see a building upon all of these verses. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. This is waiting for renewal. Refreshing. Regenerating. Recuperating. It takes courage to just wait. Sometimes emotionally and mentally we get discouraged and and could get to the point of despair. But we have to have confidence and hope while we wait. We know that he will give us the meat. He will give us the strength. And in the process, when it's ready to get up and walk or run, it says, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So when it's, when it's ready to time to get up and walk or get up and run, your spiritual strength will be renewed and you'll be ready for it. For those that have played uh, in sports, you know what it's like to be in the game and just give your all and become physically exhausted to where your legs are almost like jelly and you're about and you get up to that next play and you just don't have your normal strength and everything and about that time the coach pulls you out and puts somebody else in and you have an opportunity to rejuvenate your strength and you sit on the sideline for a play or two to get your strength back and I don't feel like me I never like sitting on the sideline I always wanted to be in the game But there were times I needed to be pulled out so my strength could be rejuvenated. And then when I'd get back in, I would have my strength and and all that I had and the energy, and I was back to what I needed to be in the game. Spiritually speaking, there can be some real battles, some real struggles, and we can become weary. But as we wait upon the Lord in the formula that we have seen with these particular psalms, our strength, our encouragement, our motivation, our passion, our desire, all of these can be renewed as we seek the Lord and serve the Lord and ready to go again. Now let's go to Lamentation. Lamentation. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22. 
Here's another great passage of Scripture. A song has even taken this for its words. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. Here we see an accumulation of several of the uh, waiting verses. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. From here, we understand God's always good. God has never been unkind or bad to his own. God's never been unkind. But as a child of God, every good blessing and every right blessing comes down from our God above. He's always good. All we need to do is follow his steps and follow his leading and follow his direction. Now, there's some things in this world, though, it's not going to be so good. And there's some people in this world that won't behave so good. But one thing you can be rest assured is God's always good to you. And this is what Jeremiah is talking about in Lamentations. And someone may say, yeah, but you don't know what I've been going through. You don't know what I've been struggling with. You don't know the difficulty that I'm struggling. Well, hey, let's talk about this prophet that wrote this. He was rejected by 13 different groups of people in his ministry, from family to government to the priests. He was rejected by 13 different groups, some of them so intensely. And the only reason is, is because he was declaring God's truth and living God's truth. And at one point, he was put into a dungeon, left to die. And if God had not raised up someone to intercede for him, he'd have died in that dungeon. And they got him out of there. And he watched his people go into uh, uh, oppression. And many of them slaughtered. Now, understand this problem was the result of God's people disobeying God. And God warned them that if you disobey me, this is exactly what I would do. God told them that. So don't blame God for the bad things that happened to Israel and to Judah. It was their fault. God said none of this would happen if they would follow him, if they would obey him. But they didn't, and a lot of bad things happened because of their disobedience. And he had to watch all of that. Now, folks, those of you that are parents, you will understand this. It's one thing to watch a child stray from God. And then it's another thing to watch them suffer the consequences of straying from God. And all of the heartbreak stuff they have to face because they've strayed from God. It may be easy to say, well, he got his due or she got his due, her due. They should have known. But you know, as a parent, that hurts. No matter how, how badly wrong they go, when they have to suffer the consequences of their bad choices, it still hurts as a parent. You know what? Jeremiah loved his people like a parent could love a child. And even though this had to happen, 
he still hurt for them. And even though they, they rebelled against Jeremiah, they rejected him, and all of that, he still come back, I will quietly wait for the Lord. And so we see his confidence, nothing is too hard for God. And God is always, always good. And so here we have these great truths about waiting upon the Lord. Sometimes it takes courage. Sometimes we're very discouraged. We need to be resolved to not waver in our life living for God. And if we keep our lives doing God's will and living with God, we live in God's favor. And the end result and the journey, God's always good and will always do right. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Father, we come to you this morning. And Lord, I pray that you will take this message and use it to encourage our church family and each one. Whatever struggles or whatever challenges they may be experiencing right now, let these psalms echo in their thinking throughout the day and throughout the week to encourage them. Father, there's going to be folks listening to this uh, message on the radio, watching it on TV. And Father, I pray that you would help them understand they can find their strength through the Lord Jesus Christ. If they are uncertain of eternal life through Christ, we plead that, that they would repent and put their faith in Jesus Christ, for there is hope in him. We give you this day in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. For more information about Foothills Baptist Church of Loveland, Colorado, you may visit our website at foothillsbaptistchurch.com. If you wish to donate to this radio ministry, please make your check payable to Foothills Baptist Church and mail to P.O. Box 771, Loveland, Colorado, 80539. Or you may go to our website at foothillsbaptistchurch.com and click on the Give tab. We would love to have you visit our regular Sunday services with morning worship at 9.30, Sunday school at 10.50, and Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. And until we meet again, be sure you are...
AM 1360 and the uncensored radio you get to listen to every day? KHNC has launched a listener sponsorship fundraiser to raise the money needed to replace our old failing transmitter. Your generous donation will help make this much-needed upgrade happen so you and future generations can continue to hear the uncensored truth for decades to come. By donating and becoming a KHNC sponsor, you will receive the new AM 1360 T-shirt, a bumper sticker, and the new limited edition one-ounce pure silver KHNC coin. Also, for being part of this exclusive group, you will receive the monthly KHNC newsletter. 
The sponsorship package requires a minimum donation of $100, although donations of any amount will be greatly appreciated. You can help us purchase the new transmitter by going to 1360KHNC.com and clicking the Donation tab at the top of the page. Again, that's 1360KHNC.com and click the Donation tab. Thank you. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 